You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast 694. Defining Definitions. And welcome everyone to the MyMac.com podcast. I am I am so ready. I, this is this is take four of a continuing series of of takes as we try to get this show started for the day. And Gaz, how are you? How are you doing? I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've had a uh, an unusual week at work, um, and uh, I've I was supposed to be refereeing last night, but my my left ankle thursday night went all peculiar on me and um really yeah so i, I was hobbling around on friday I, I had to work from home to be honest with you because i couldn't put any weight on my on my foot and um so i was doing the old rice you know raise uh no not raise um is it raise is it, no it's ice so it's they call it rice and i can't remember what the first <laughs> what the r stands for now because <laughs> i know that you're supposed to elevate it it might just be ice which is um, I for ice, and then uh, you know I've gone compress and then elevate. But right. I thought there was an R in there as well. Someone's going to tell me. Anyway, it, it got better eventually, but I couldn't do the game. So, um, but today was fine and been really busy um, taking about a foot and a half on top of a fir tree hedge, um, all the way down the left hand side, and it looks so much better. It's a lot more light coming into the garden, so that's good. Um, and. Um, yeah, just been busy, and I've been listening and watching reviews on the HomePod because for some reason I, I just I, I don't know. I'm just fascinated by the HomePod. Really? I'm, I'm fa- I have I have I'm, absolutely zero interest. I know, in I know. HomePod. I just can't work it out. Anyway, so so we are six more shows away from 700 folks. Just six. That is all. I don't know what's going to happen. There's going to be nothing really happening. I don't think 700. It's just another number. Well, no, we, uh, well, hopefully we'll have, we'll have Tim, maybe David, uh, possibly even like Chad Perry, if, if, uh, if we can get wow. him on there. Well, that could be you know, could Tim be and good. Chad, the, so, yeah. the original yeah. hosts. But it is just another number, isn't it? Yeah. 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 But that, that is six shows away. <laughs> That's six shows away. Yeah. yeah. You know I'm what's one leave... show away? You're trying to I'm lead trying... me right into it, aren't you? <laughs> At last. <laughs> Hi, guy and Gaz. No, that's not it. I, and once again. I cannot find, uh, and this is probably good, uh, the one away. Oh, shut up, you mouth. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Boris. But we are only one show away from 695. And do you know, Gaz, what is significant about 695? I don't know what. I'm going to tell you. Even what is though significant? I know that you know because me. you were the one that put these in. <laughs> uh, but the Byzantine Empire. The entirety of the Byzantine Empire became revolting under Leontios, or no, they revolted under Leontios. They weren't yeah, revolted I mean, by that. Him. Is just that is just one away. We're just one away from that event. We're also one away from Childbert the Third succeeding Clovis the. Is that four? Yeah, <laughs> as sole king of the Franks, or Frank, is it? Frank, or is it Frank, six? Frank. <laughs> the Saxons <laughs> defeat. Brukte, Bruktari, between the Lip, Lip and the Ruhr, and occupy Westphalia, 
in Germany. What a way from those events. The West failure as compared to the East failure. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know what happened in Britain? I'll tell you. I will tell Tell you what happened in Britain. King Aldfrith of Northumbria married Princess Cuthbert, sister of King Innie, brother of Prince Audi, of Wessex. Wessex. Yeah. Yeah. Wessex. Mesoamerica, which I'd never heard of. Well, that's kind of what they call America these days, too. It's a mess of America. Yeah. (laughs) Tikal defeats Kalamu. That's a modern Guatemala, apparently, ending a centuries-long rivalry, but ushering in another century of warfare that ultimately leads to both cities' abandonment in the ninth century. One away from all of those events, it's really important. That's right, and you know what? If we, if, when we get to six nine five, no one will remember a single one of these. They will. But, well, only if we remind them. No, they will remember. Don't you worry. Thank you, Mr. Know-it-all. Yeah, yeah, that's us. <laughs> uh, well, actually, and you know, Gaz, I am having problems. No. Yeah, problems. Big, big problems with this computer. Why? What's wrong with it? Um, actually, nothing, but it's not letting me do some of the stuff that I so- want to do. Right, so are you telling me that you're having big problems so that you can convince yourself to convince somebody else? Yes. Right. Yes. As long as I know. Yeah. As long as I know. But there's a problem with the problem. Go on. Now, do you remember six, seven months ago, um, I had a a couple of back molars that kind of went wonky on the flip side? Yeah. Well, um Basically, it's these, it's the very two back molars right side on the bottom, and uh, I need to have implants put in for them. But my insurance company, Delta Dental, who I'm calling out right here, <laughs> wants me to pay $5,400 to do the two implants because uh, they say they won't cover it. Now, if it was just one implant, it might have been covered, but because you know, this is the logic, but because there's two, neither of them are covered. Now, what? what? I, I know is that's insane. So one of the things that, you know, I, I had the paperwork. And so one of the things they had in the paperwork uh, was, you know, that they should do a bridge. You know, my dentist should do a bridge instead to, to which, you know, my dentist was like, well, to do a bridge, you need to have a teeth on either side of where the yes. bridge is going yes. to go in. That's right, because the, you need a decent amount of purchase on both sides right. as well. So you know this, and and in in my case, it would be the bridge to nowhere because there's no <laughs> other teeth. I don't have my wisdom teeth; those were taken out long, long time ago. So there is nothing to attach the other side of a bridge to. And when I called Delta Dental of Maine. They basically, I you know, the customer service guys picked up and uh, it was obvious that, that their entire job was not to make me happy, not to give me satisfaction, but to just wear me down until Ooh. I finally just threw my hands up and said, I give up. So when I, once I realized that I, I asked to speak to the, uh, this, this woman's supervisor. 
and started talking to the supervisor. And within 30 seconds, I realized that uh, he was pretty much going to do the same thing. So, and yeah, and he was basically saying, well, this isn't a, this is a decision that is made by our adjudicators who, you know, review each one of these instances. And it was like, what your adjudicator couldn't have looked at this and suggested a bridge in a case where there's nothing to attach the other side of the bridge to. May I please speak to the adjudicator? Well, apparently that's impossible. You cannot speak to the adjudicators. <laughs> so from work, and you know where I work. Yes. Okay. I sent them an email to their complaint department from work, which has, I think, a slightly higher chance of somebody actually looking at it than if I sent it from, you know, from, you know, guy at gmail.com or, you know, some other nonsense like, yeah, guy at mymac.com. That'll get their attention. Well, it would. Probably. (laughs) It probably would get their attention. So I'm, I am just not at all. You know, it's funny because I was listening to, um, I was listening to a, a show today. It's it's a business. It's a weekly show. Sorry, it's a daily show, daily podcast. It's actually a radio show, which they just then put out as a podcast later, sure. which makes it useful because it's on at 5.30 in the morning, Guy. I'm oh, not going to listen. Sucks. I'm not going to, you know, well, or even early. It might even be quarter past five it starts. Anyway, um, it's called, Mon- I think I think it's called Money to, I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, they occasionally do some specials and they talk to people and they were talking to this guy from an insurance company who's, I think, you know, they're probably a little bit more of an expensive insurance company, but they say, you know, our job is not to try and put you off. You've bought insurance for a reason. And most people ask for that insurance payout when they deserve it or when they need it. That's why they're paying for the insurance. And I thought, you know, what you're saying is quite refreshing. Um, he did admit that, you know, they still have to be a little bit careful, but it does sound like um, you're you're talking to a company that wants to get out of paying rather than the company that's taken your money for probably quite some time and are doing exactly that, it sounds like. Obviously, I can't possibly comment because uh, – um, but it does It does feel as though um, – they've got out of it i wonder if they've i bet they've done the statistics guy i bet they've done the statistics and found that when often you have to have a molar removed you often then have two molars have to be removed much like myself because not one went but both went yeah well that's what happened in my case i mean i had i had a crown on one which came off and then they uh, both shattered yeah yeah and I tell you what, I think they've got that sus. They've looked at the stats. It's like that. That um, there was a British um, uh, couple of guys that years and years and years ago checked the stats on holes in ones in golf tournaments. Sure. And they happen more often than you think. But the odds for a hole in one was quite high. So rather than putting a ton of money on a hole in one and, and, and raking it in, they put lots of little bets up and down the country. They did loads of traveling and they put lots of bets on for holes in ones in, in golf tournaments. You know, these are big golf tournaments. Um, 
and they absolutely rate him, but they were very careful about how they did it so that the, you know, the, the betting shops didn't all kind of latch on to the fact that there's going to be a load of big load of money being put on a, a hole in one and perhaps all to change their odds. Um, and they, they rate a load of money in, but then since then, obviously the odds for a hole in one have, have changed dramatically. Sure. And so they've just done the stats and sussed it out. I'm afraid guy, that's the small print for you. Yeah. The small print, the small print always gets you. Yeah, it's called Let's Screw Over Guy. <laughs> it, it's a small yeah, line I, in my don't policy. Don't worry, guy they're, not, d- guy. they're not picking on you. <laughs> They'll do uh, it to anyone. Uh-huh. They'll do it to anyone. <laughs> I think I shall now be sick. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. And sorry you've got to pay quite so much because I know it's expensive. Well, and, well been, the thing that kills me, I, I would love. there. There is, I think we talked about this last week. There is an iMac. An i5, you know, quad-core i5 iMac with an 8-gigabyte video card, 27-inch, that I really, really want, and refurbed, it's under $2,000. But when I've got a, a potentially $5,400 bill that yeah. is looming over me, it makes me kind of wary to you know, suddenly go out and spend $2,000. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Unless I put off, you know, having the implants done. It's 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 difficult. I yeah. feel for you. I feel for you, man. I feel anyway. Bad. Yeah. Anyway, this this week in teeth is um, <laughs> next week. Yeah, twit. Oh no, well that still works out. <laughs> this week in teeth, twit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's let's go over to the MyMac uh, recent articles because okay. there is a number there actually. This this. Uh, this I, d- I don't even know what's in the middle section yet because I haven't, I haven't had a chance to look. Oh, you're didn't... going to love the middle section. Great. Okay. So let's uh, <laughs> let's start. Shall I jump in first? Yes, yeah, go ahead. Surface Pad Pencil Snap. This is a review by Wob Bud. This is Wob Bud. Messages. We don't need no stinking messages. Whenever Bob picks up an iPad encased in the Surface Pad, hmm? What's that? Okay, must be a, a case or something. My inner Ricardo uh, Montalban. Montalban. Ricardo Montalban. Ricardo Montalban. He was never, uh, never Fantasy Island, and he also played Khan in Star okay. Trek Two. Oh, him. Yeah. Right. Starts whispering rich Corinthian leather <laughs> in my ear. Yeah, the you'd have to be an American to understand that, but go ahead. Okay. Okay. The, the materials and workmanship are of the highest quality, which is a trademark for all 12 self products. Yes, we can agree to that. This is the refined adult protection system for your iPad Pro and Apple Pencil. Go over and read the rest of a Bob Wood's Surface Pad Pencil Snap case i issue yeah <laughs> let's yeah. talk apple 53 for january 2018 joining bart this month are de more daily from de <laughs> more it's french right <laughs> yeah go with that okay or is it dermot dermot dally from tapito chuck jonel from macavosses and linda guchet from the Silicon Valley Mac User Group. The show starts with some quick follow-up, some stories about Apple-related notable numbers. One, 
Apple-related legal story and some staffing changes at Apple that made the news in January. The five main stories... Oh God, where is my voice going with that? The five oh, main know. stories... I, I ran out of French is what happened. <laughs> the, the five main stories for the it's month... <laughs> well, there's only a limited amount of French that you can have. <laughs> the five main stories for the month are the lunch... <laughs> <laughs> Apples. Oh, I can't even see it. You're not wrong there. There Apples. is only a limited amount of fish that you should have. You should have. Apple's reparation yeah. of billions of dollars to the U.S. Uh, Apple's Q1 2018 results, the ongoing war on privacy, and Apple's preview of upcoming changes to Mac OS server and iOS. The show finishes with a quick rundown. I got some back. Of the shorter Apple-related stories that made the news in January. Go on over, download, and listen. There was a bit of Walloon in there, I think. Yeah. Club Nintendo, level 177. <laughs> Our, oh, oh, hang on a minute. Actually, on, you, have have do, second, you have to do the next two. Or do you I'll want do, me to okay. do this one? Okay. No, I'll, I'll okay. do it. Okay, Club Nintendo level 177. Aaron and Tim. <laughs> Close enough. That's that. Greetings, Tim um, the Enchanter. <laughs> Talk okay. about Nintendo's 2017 holiday quarter. What are we playing? And a few news stories. Okay, Farago. A sound investment. This is a first look, excuse me, I just hiccuped, <laughs> by Psy Girl. Macintosh application from Rogue Amoeba software that can be used to reproduce at the touch of a mouse button sound clips. So what? Guy hears you say, big deal, you exclaim. Well, for those who create audio or need to use and reuse sound clips on a regular basis, this is a big deal. Go over and read Guy's full first look at uh, Farago, a sound investment. That was the most exciting and <laughs> and exquisite sort of rendering of that non-verbal exchange. I don't even just know what the hell I'm... It. Yeah, I, I am. Just I'm just get gonna, on with it. <laughs> I'm going to move on. Essential Apple Podcast 74. Essential pocket apple sized podcast i'm very confused this week apple quietly emasculated mac os server ouch careful careful Ow. removed telegram from the app store for a little bit and allegedly hmm, pushed back some new ios features to focus more on reliability and performance <laughs> meanwhile open source turned 20 years old a Florida man gets a mind-controlled robotic prosthetic arm, and British MP Matt Hancock, digital secretary, has a social app that is a privacy horror. To discuss all that and more, Mark and Simon are joined by Scott, sorry, what skillsy of the, <laughs> oh, wow, don't Nihongo it Alone podcast, the Not Speeding in Reverse podcast, and the recently revived Pocket Size podcast. Boy, he's busy. Go on over, download, listen, enjoy. 
actually, I, I personally think he's not busy if he's doing all those podcasts. Uh, but <laughs> I, I didn't. But say we that. Okay. digress. We do. Geeky show ever number two hundred and eighty. The forefather and foreplay episode. What? They go. They go inside baseball and talk about our new recording process. Oh, someone else in the new recording process. Can't beat us. We do a new recording process every process week. Every week. <laughs> uh, then some updates oh. on Elisa's. Oh, oh. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. Apple Watch, which leads to a discussion of Apple support and education. They explore their genealogy and telling different family stories. Last but by no means least, they do their picks. Melissa surprises with an orgasm with the mm. FS binaural microphone. Uh, for those people with hearing, good enough to appreciate it. And there is lots more. Go over, download, and take a listen for Melissa's orgasm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Says that's what it's written down. I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm just shocked and surprised and slightly turned on. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> Next up is Metallics Plus Portable. Uh, where is it? Here we go. Bluetooth True Stick. God, where do these companies come up with these damn names? Metallics Plus Portable Bluetooth True Stereo Water Resistant Speakers. This is her review by Nam Jimoroski. This is Nam Jimo. What's the message? The message is they need to stop making stupid names like that. Uh, right speaker linked. Those three words are about to change your musical life. Creative Labs does it again with Metallics Plus portable Bluetooth true stereo water resistant speakers. Buy two of them for $100 US and you will have wireless Bluetooth 4.2 full left and right stereo audio everywhere wet and dry that you listen that uh, that you listen to your favor favorite tunes for up to 24 hours. The physical speakers units are gorgeous black oblong gems that are stylishly designed with rounded edges and rubberized corners. Charge them up using any USB audio source. Follow the schematic directions for Bluetooth pairing of left and right speakers and rock your socks, soothe your soul, gas your classics, or get folky and funky for many, many hours thanks to ooh, excellent battery technology. Big score. Go on yeah. over to the website and read <laughs> all about it. Ooh. <laughs> I had to put that second section in, but it did get a big score. I must admit, your the way you said it, actually, and the way you spoke about it, it, it does get a bit. Ooh. Wait, I, I, we're, I, need, I need to turn up the air conditioning. <laughs> Stereo D1 wireless <laughs> hi-fi headphone amp plus DAC. This is a review by Mr. Nam Jimoroski. This is Nam Jimo. What's the message? iTech's new Pro Stereo D1 wireless hi-fi headphone amp plus digital to analog converter. <laughs> It's an elegant and versatile way to add premium portable wireless Bluetooth 4.1 audio to wired headphones, speakers, and car stereo systems. D1's package includes a small and stylish triangular package. rechargeable playbook module, <laughs> plus a compact tabletop mm. USB-C charging station and a set of... <gasps> I was running out of breath there. And a set of medium-quality earbuds. Written directions explain how to use this innovative product 
for Go Everywhere Top Quality Sound. Go over, take a read. <laughs> and last up, we swear to God for this week, is TechFan336. Kindle. David finally gets his iPhone 8 Plus, and while he loves the phone, he is very unhappy, so, so unhappy, with Apple's business team. Meanwhile, SpaceX launched the Falcon Heavy rocket, and wiki trolling goes all in for the revolution or with the revolutionary Amazon Kim Kimble Kindle Tim. Yes, Tim. You just wanted me to say Tim, didn't you? Yes, Tim. Of course you did. <laughs> Go on over, download it, and listen to TechFan three three six. Now, if you would like. And after this week, well, I have no idea why. If you want to write for the mighty, mighty, my Mac.com website, all you have to do is contact Mr. John Nemo, Nemo at my Mac.com. And he will set you up and get you started. And guess how can people get a hold of you? Ever so easy guy. Ever so, ever so, Ooh, ever so easy, 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 easy. Send an email to gaz at mymac.com or tweet me twitter.com forward slash gazmaz. I'm not very active, but I do keep an eye on it. So, uh, yeah, you can do either way. Guy, how would people contact you? Oh, guy at mymac.com probably and uh, Mac Parrot over there on the Twitters. Gaz, get us out of here. Okay. Everybody, are you listening? Mm. Stand by. <sighs> Stand by. <sighs> we'll be right back. Yes, we will. Apple, Android, iOS, Alexa, Siri, technology, sci-fi, video games, tablets, computers, flash drives, toys, weather, and general silliness. Geekiest show ever, every week on the MyMac Podcasting Network. Like a failed experiment in animal intelligence... It's the G-Men and a MyMac.com podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the second section of the Mighty MyMac podcast, number 694. Yes, we are just six away. Oh, no, we didn't. No, we did that already. Um, Now, we are six away from 700, but we're five away from 699. Why do I talk about being five away from something? Because Guy wants to talk about 5G. Yeah. Uh, and for people that <laughs> don't know what 5G is, it's better than 4G. It's one better than 4G, which is about the the most definitive uh, answer I can give you as far as, as what it actually is. It's a next generation of wireless connectivity uh, that doesn't actually have a real definition yet. Now, there's lots of people that are uh, very concerned that China is ahead of us in 5G, which isn't actually defined as anything. Uh, and, and actually, Gaz, that's not exactly true. There are 5G things that people say it should be or should have, and here are some of them. And this is right out of an article, so you know it's not like I'm smart. Uh, data rates of tens of megabytes per second for tens of thousands of users. Data rates of 100 megabits per second for, metro- for metropolis, met, met, 
Metropolitan <laughs> area. See, you almost well did it too. You almost started off the same way. Uh, one gigabit per second simultaneously to many workers on the same office floor, several hundreds of thousands of simultaneous connections for wireless sensors, spectral efficiency significantly enhanced compared to 4G, improved coverage, signal or signaling efficiency enhanced, and latency reduced significantly according to, sorry, as compared to LTE. Now, there's lots of buzzwords in there, uh, but I think if you break it down, what it's basically saying is a, a wireless standard that will enable people to not have to have wired connections in their homes to access the internet. Would you say that's relatively accurate? I th- yeah, I, I, I agree because actually 4G in good 4G areas, it, that's almost the case now. So yeah, yeah, I'd go with that. Okay. Now with all of that, there are also many wanting the U.S. government here, of course, in the U.S., the- to pay for and create this network instead of private industry. The argument seems to be that in the U.S., under the auspices of auspices of the government, the electrical grid was created as well as an interstate I, highway system. Yeah, sorry go ahead. to interrupt, but I can tell that you got a couple of teeth missing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have teeth missing. Uh, also in the U.S., the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC, has approved uh, a, a broad spectrum, a frequency spectrum for 5G, including the 28 gigahertz, 37 gigahertz, and 39 gigahertz bands. And they did that in July of 2016. Now, it should be mentioned that there are like three distinct visions of how 5G would be deployed and that naturally they're mostly incompatible with each other. <laughs> so, you know, who knows? So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about these three and, and Gaz, you and I will rate them by whether or not we think that they're doable and if private industry or governments would be better at creating it. Okay. You ready? Okay. Okay. All right. The first one, a super efficient mobile network that delivers a better perform, better performing network for lower investment cost. It addresses the mobile network operators pressing need to see the unit cost of data transport falling at roughly the same rate as the volume of data demand is rising. It would be a leap forward in efficiency based on IET, demand attentive network, whatever the hell that is, or Dan philosophy. So this is, I think this one is basically just kind of piggybacking off of the same infrastructure that we have with three and four G. Okay, so if if you're piggybacking off of something that's there already, that is efficient for the current business that have got those towers, but it's bad if they don't want to then reinvest in more towers to spread their signal to make it better for people out and about. So this is a little bit of a difficult one because equally commercial people then wouldn't be able to then – say, uh, look, we're having to reinvest and we need to charge you this these exorbitant prices for 5G to start off with. Uh, this, this is a difficult one. I'm leaning towards the fact that government should force 
uh, companies to do stuff in this area. This is, you see, we're getting down the, the utilities, and we, you've got to remember, we're coming from two completely different countries as well in the way that this right. sort of stuff works. Um, so I'm trying to answer it from thinking about how you guys would, would deal with it. But, um, uh, this is a real difficult one. I'm kind of, I'm kind of 45, 55 split on this. Well, in my mind, this would this would best be done by uh, commercial enterprise, uh, mostly because there wouldn't have to actually be uh, a lot more um, infrastructure put in, other than receivers and transmitters for you know for the for the newer uh, uh, fre- frequency ranges. Uh, but they could use the existing towers which for the most part uh, cover most of the United States. Uh, Where this would fall down is to get the kind of speed that people in their homes could use on their computers or or other computer-like devices, I don't think this would deliver uh, on that promise, that, uh, that it would be faster, than 4G, especially in like urban areas. Uh, but outside of that, uh, I really just can't see how uh, this would be a, a vast improvement over what we already have. Okay. Uh, the next one, super fast mobile network comprising the next generation of small cells densely clustered to give a continuous coverage over at least urban areas and getting the world to the final frontier of true wide area mobility. It would require access to spectrum under four gigahertz, perhaps via the world's first global implementation. I have no idea what this means of dynamic spectrum access. So how can you judge on it? If you've got no idea. Well, I mean, it just, the, the, the thing is if you want to spread a signal out, the lower, basically the lower the frequency, the greater the range, but then also the, the slower. You see, I, I think local government governments would be able to do a good job here if it's really um, for urban areas, because they're going to have lots of, uh, you see, again, it's different in the UK. You can have lots of governmental points where they could say it needs to be added there. It needs to be added there. Whereas if you have commercial, they've got to then invest in putting something in place and linking up to it. So the costs would go up commercially. That'd be the better people to do it. But I think there's lots of uh, lots of areas where actually there are governmental uh, areas where they could just say, we'll just add it to this. Like, you know, for example, um, lights, there's, lights are everywhere and they're normally run in the UK by by the local government. So you know, these small um, cells, I'm sure, could be added to these areas. But uh, I think you've got to you got to lean toward commercial on this. Um, actually, I disagree. And I'll t- at least as far as the United States goes, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Number one, I think that this particular one is the least likely to happen, uh, just based on the fact that uh, it has to. It's it's like these small cells that have to be densely clustered to give you know the best amount of coverage over urban areas, which is great if you're in New York or San Francisco or Washington D.C. or Miami, but probably kind of sucks if you're in Montana you know, or South and North Dakota. So this, 
you know, the only way that something like this would work would be if the U.S. government, and I'm talking about here, of course, in the U.S., would be willing to um, put out a, put out contracts for, and it would basically have to be, you know, the big telcos, because they're the ones that are, are set up to do this anyway. Uh, but only the U.S. government would have the kind of resources necessary to put this out. To put these small cells in enough areas to where you could get coverage if you know you're in the the, the middle of of Idaho and don't have access or you don't live within a, a, a large urban area. Okay. <sighs> okay. Yeah. So. Okay. This is the last one. <clears throat> a converged fiber wireless network that uses for the first time for wireless internet access. The millimeter wave bands, 20 to 60 gigahertz, so as to allow very wide bandwidth radio channels. And, you know, these are relatively low frequencies. Uh, radio channels able to support data access speeds of up to 10 gigabits. The connection essentially comprises short wireless links at the end of local fiber optic cable. It would be more a nomadic service like Wi-Fi than a wide area mobile service. Now to me, this one has all the hallmarks of something that would be relatively easy to do in a relatively short amount of time because, um, there is a lot of fiber that that's already laid out. And the fact that you could run um, just a few strands of fiber to remote areas to get larger areas also hooked up in through this network. Uh, to me, this is like, it's a toss up to me, whether the government or private industry would be best to, would be best suited to handle it. But this one to me makes the most sense as far as a, a next generation network that would have the the most number of people uh covered yeah i i think i agree with you it's it's it, it, you see the the problem is but it's not it's not real fast though no no the pro yeah yeah and the, the the problem is that at this point in time whether you go governmental or whether you go commercial um uh, governments are trying to take away and not they don't want they don't want investment they don't want to do it they don't want to have the hassle of it and i personally i think in some cases that is wrong it really is wrong they need to they need to take ownership of this because uh, um then you, you you avoid the fight that you're having at the moment you know, certainly in the uk in the us when it comes to net neutrality well it, it's not just net neutrality I, but I, t I tell you what the, the the net no i know it's not just net neutrality but it's as i said it's things like net neutrality mm -hmm. um and there's actually a great story which i heard about net neutrality in the states where they're, they're actually i'm not sure which state it is but they're saying hang on a minute how how can you actually because a lot of the um um delivery of the internet is being done over pub previously publicly um invested um infrastructure and then they're taking even more um, profit out of it because, but they didn't have to, you know, pay for some of that infrastructure. So there, there's all sorts of lawsuits going on over there. Anyway, that's a tangent. Can I bring this? Well, back actually, to Apple? it's not. It's not. It's not just a tangent. Um, <clears throat> back in and, and when you look at 
the, the digital infrastructure of the United States, the, the, the beginnings of it started in the, in the 70s with the original cable systems, which were done by private industry. And uh, when internet services were kind of piggybacked onto that, uh, the, 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 the problem was that people that live in those areas were saying, well, we want competition. Competition, in my mind, and I'm not talking about the people, and I'm talking about in my mind, is always good because it draws, it, it brings prices down and uh, it allows for the, the greatest amount of innovation because you know, not only are these companies trying to compete on price, they're also trying to compete on service. But when it's basically one company that is footing the bill for the infrastructure, well, they also need to be comp- compensated for the infrastructure that they paid to have put in that they don't have exclusive access to. So I, I get that, um, which is why something like um, universe, let's just call it for the, for lack of a better term, universal Wi-Fi, where no matter where you are, like with your cell phone, you open up your computer uh, and you connect up to a network and the network recognizes you by uh, not the serial number, um, the, the IMED number, I think it is. What, what is it? There's like a number that is unique to every single device. An IMIE, is it? Yeah. I-M-E-I-E, yeah. I think, yeah, you, you may be right. Uh, because, it, and it recognizes, recognizes you and your device by that number. So even if you're paying your bill in Miami, Florida, you open up your computer in New York and the network there says, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's paying for his access through this company in Miami, but he has just as much right to it as anybody else. The problem, of course, is you're not going to get the kind of speeds that you would get with a, you know, over like a wired connection. Yeah, yeah. So you said you wanted to bring it back to Apple. Yeah, so um, it just in this whole conversation about 5G, my first question would be um, actually different to what I've got on the page there. It would be, when will Apple have a 5G phone? Because obviously it's coming 5G. Uh, and I did a quick search uh, online while we were talking. It looks like um, uh, the, the rumors, because obviously we haven't heard anything official uh, from uh, from Apple, but the rumors are that it's going to be coming up in the, the next iPhone successor. So 5G could be in the next iPhone successor. I doubt that unless yeah, the infrastructure is actually out and about there. Because Apple don't always, you know, if it's if it's not required... They won't tend to jump on. So I don't think it'll be this year. I think it'll be next next year when they come out. But but on the back of that, a lot of people were very sad to hear the demise or the possible demise of the fact that Apple weren't supporting or not building new um, airport devices. And everybody's then jumping up and down about mesh networks, etc. Well, I'll be totally honest with you. Um, first of all, I've got a few Apple um, airport devices and the Wi-Fi in my my house is perfectly fine. Working those don't need a mesh, and you know I, I've had some soft spots which I've needed to boost with other Apple devices. Great, fine. But if Apple are and they tend to think going forward, perhaps they're thinking about five G and thinking, okay, there'll be devices which are out there which will boost signals in ha- in homes. Actually, it'll be five G. Nobody will need 
a separate line in like we have now um, to to have a you know a Wi-Fi signal pushed around the house. So maybe that's their thinking about not doing. And they have updated the AirPods, uh, sorry, the Air, airport devices, because a, an update has come out since everybody was said that they're not doing them anymore. Um, so they are keeping on top of the software, um, but I think that's what that's what Apple's thinking is that it, it won't be long before you really don't have any Wi-Fi in your house. You're just connecting straight to the networks. Right, right, and basically, I mean, we we are nearly at the point where the only actual hard connection that you need to your computer is going to be related to power. And even that, yeah. if, if you're yeah. using, um, uh, you know, you have a desk that has like a, a, a built in, I can't even think of, of what the, the standard is called, but you know, the, the wireless power thing, 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 uh, with that, you, you could, you set your laptop down on your desk and you don't even have to uh, worry about yeah. power. You don't have to yeah. worry about the network. You don't have to worry about connectivity to other drives because, you know, would you even have external drives at some point or would everything be going up to, you know, whichever cloud service it is that, that you're backing everything up to? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Cool. Sir. I protest. I am not a merry man. Oh, damn. That was the wrong one. I do not. <laughs> dispute it i merely state that it is wrong yeah that was the one i was actually looking for <laughs> there seems okay. to be no sign of intelligent, of intelligent life anyway. yeah yeah, yeah. That's yeah. And you, you, i think you were trying to think of inductive charging weren't you? yes yes so i mean I, yeah i think we are very very close to a time when you know you walk into a coffee shop and you set down, you know, whatever kind of computing device you have at whatever table it is you're sitting at, and it automatically connects to power. It automatically connects to a network. It automatically does all of these things, and you're identified by the IMEI number that that's in the yeah. computer. That's right. That's absolutely right. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I guess uh, we are very close to constantly getting static charges as we walk around. But that's another point. Yeah. Well, I figured. You know what we need to do. People just need to have balloons, and as they walk around with a sweater on, they just rub the balloons on themselves. <laughs> yeah, and that, well, you'll also need a rubber tail that's always in contact, or a tail which is contact permanently <laughs> with the floor, so you don't keep getting a boost. You know, we, we shouldn't talk about this before we patent it. <laughs> okay, I think we've done this about as much damage as we possibly can do. So, no, oh, no, no, we could do so much more damage. We God. could, we could do it. So, take us out before we do. Good is dumb. Yes, yes. Everyone, please stand by to stand by, and we will, I swear to God, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Bart Bouchard, host of the Let's Talk Apple podcast. Every month I gather together a panel of Apple followers and we digest the month's Apple news. Our aim is to step back and take a 40,000 foot view of all things Apple. We're the perfect complement to the many great daily news shows out there. Listen and subscribe at www.letstalk.ie.
like an ice cold drink outside in the middle of a blizzard. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the third section of the mighty, mighty MyMac.com podcast. Gaz and I, we were just talking about the Super Bowl. And yeah. um, I think I think I can say with without too much uh, worry of contradiction that we were both delighted with the outcome. <laughs> I was delighted with the game because I thought it was a cracking game. But, you know, us Brits, we always like a good underdog. So uh, there you go. Yeah. And you were... <sighs> Nodding my head. Hit it. <laughs> Make me work too hard at this. It's time for Gaz's tip. Oh dear, killing Um, me. Okay, hide that menu bar. If you like a nice, tidy screen and you don't like to see all of the bits on your menu bar when you're working, but you need those bits on the menu bar. You can automatically hide it. Go into system preferences, go to general, then click automatically hide and show the menu bar. When you click this box off, the menu bar will reappear as you glide your mouse towards the top of the screen, allowing you to get to all of your menus. I I go through stages of having my menu bar on and having my menu bar automatically go off. And I, I'm not going to say which I prefer, um, because it is put down to personal preferences, but that's how you do it. And I do find it useful at times. So there you go. Well, mine's really me. weird. I have mine at like at full resolution, except when I bring my mouse up to it and then it goes like 25% opaque. Right. You're just weird. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm nodding my head. And so am I. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's Tips. That's Most the end of Ooh, Gaz's Tips. it's gone now. Tips. Is that the, uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's Tips. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. Gaz, do you? Guy. Yeah. Guy. Guy, do you have a pick? I do. I do. I, I do now, at last. Uh, but And it and it's it's one that I would love to use on a regular basis, but can't. Right just yet Uh, but i really like the way it works other than the fact that it doesn't on my computer (sighs) but it's ecams live and this is version two which works pretty well as a live casting tool for many different services assuming you have a beefy enough computer to handle it which my 2010 mac pro apparently is not when used in conjunction with skype now the weird thing i can use it without Skype just by myself works great. Soon as I bring Skype in, it just goes to complete crap. But that's not necessarily Ecamm's fault. Uh, this is actually, if you're interested in getting involved in live casting, this is really, really good software. And unlike so many other uh, live casting software packages, it's pretty cheap at about 40 bucks. Uh, you, there'll be links in the show notes for it. It's from Ecamm and it's called Ecamm Live. Okay, I've got uh, an iOS um, iOS game, um, and I've been playing um, a game called Score Hero, which is a footballing game on the iPad. And basically, you have to move the ball in soccer from one player to another and score <laughs> goals. And basically, you just what? use your finger and position the ball. What's well, that called? This, that's soccer? Called score, score, no, Score Hero. Soccer. I don't understand <sighs> that. what that means. 
football then. Oh, football. Okay, yeah, I get that. British football. Soccer, as you guys call it. <laughs> Do you know, sometimes I want to slap you. I know. Um, I'm so glad I'm thousands of miles away. And it's as it's uh, the um, Six Nations at the moment, uh, yes, England beat Wales today. I'm saying nothing. And if anybody queries it, no, that was definitely not a try. All of the commentators were wrong. The guy knocked it on. Let's see if we get any response to that guy. Anyway, Flick (laughs) Rugby. Flick Rugby 16. This is a little bit like the score uh, hero game. So that's why I've been kind of playing it. And uh, you have to basically score conversions or penalty kicks through the goals. And, you know, the wind comes up. So you have to flick it slightly to the right. And then you can twist it in slightly it's all right um it's 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 a kind of pick up play it put down game it's not one that will enthrall you and enthrall you and enthrall you but you'll probably keep coming back to it periodically a little bit like i've been doing with score hero so it's flick rugby 16 and it's free there are some ads in there uh, but they're at the end of each stage when you've completed something so it's not too bad flick rugby 16 and uh, before before we get distracted with with too much other stuff, uh, I wanted to quickly mention that the Max Stock Conference and Expo for 2018 uh, now is available for registration. Uh, it's going to be taking place July 21st and 22nd in Woodstock, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. Uh, it's two days of fantastic food, fun, and friendliness. We they give you lunch. You get uh, at least uh, snacky food on Saturday night uh, along with the party. And I was talking, I was talking to uh, Barry Folk's wife, Bobby, and I, I can't say it here, but she was giving me a couple of hints on what they got planned for the Saturday night shindig. And it sounds like it is going to be fun. And I was, because I was basically telling her, I said, you know, trying to top, what you guys did last year with the live band and you know, all of the, I mean, it was such a great time. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't see how they were going to be able to top that. And I think they may have figured out a way. So if you, if you can make it and you know, honestly, if you live anywhere in the world, you're only a flight or two away from Chicago. <laughs> it's really not that hard to get to it. Um, you know, really Give some serious thought to going to uh, Max.Conference and Expo uh, 2018, July 21st and 22nd, Woodstock, Illinois. Tim and myself will be there doing the, the MyMac Game Show quiz again like we did last year. And uh, Bob Levitis is giving the keynote speech this year. It is just going to be a blast. If you can make it, make it. You will not be sorry. Now... Um, we don't really have much in the way of feedback, so we're not even going to go into it. Uh, Gas, if people wanted to contact you and say, I wanted to give feedback, but I didn't know how to contact you, how would they do it? <laughs> oh, dear guy, you do struggle at times. I don't do, you? I do. Uh, send an email to Gaz, G A Z, Z cars at mymac.com or send a tweet to twitter.com forward slash gazmaz g-a-z m-a-z you can also send a tweet on the twitters to both guy and myself at guy and gaz g-u-y a-n-d g-a-z you can also send an email to feedback at mymac.com that's f-w-e-d-b-a-c-k at mymac.com guy yeah guy 
because everyone... You remember Guy? Yeah. And because... Guy's the one. (laughs) If people wanted... An email from Guy. How would they do it? We'd have to turn this whole thing into like its own section if this keeps up. (laughs) Uh, All you'd have to do is send me an email. No, 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 because normally... I screwed up. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like fourth section. Who ever heard of the MyMac.com podcast having a fourth section? No, it doesn't exist. It just doesn't exist anywhere, anytime. Uh, you would send an email to guy at MyMac.com probably. And uh, you could also find me on the Twitters. Uh, my Twitter handle there is MacPettit. <laughs> and Gaz, damn it, we have a Skype number. And I have to say it like that because nobody seems to understand that when I say we have a Skype number, I'm not kidding. I'm, you know, I mean, we kid a lot on this show, but we're not kidding about this, this Skype number. <laughs> we have a Skype number and only one person in Western civilization seems to know how to use this Skype number. That number is one or plus one outside of the United States. Area code 703436 9501. That number again, 703-436-9501. Call it collect. Don't call it collect. Call it direct. You can call it direct, but call it today. Yes. And of course, oh, uh, you know, I, I keep wanting to mention this and I keep forgetting. Um don't forget you, to mention it. Yeah, if, if you'd like to help me get an iMac, I actually have a Patreon page and, and there's a number. I need to do more with that. I need to to tell people and let people, you know, the people that ha- that do contribute. And I do have a couple of subscribers and thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of you that do so. Um, yeah, that, that would actually be a really, really big help right now. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, you can also find me on Wednesday nights over on Facebook at 8 PM Eastern standard time, where I'm doing the Mac to the future live cast. Uh, do that with Warren Scott. Sklar or Sklorin War. Oh, I don't have it here. Well, never mind. Move on. This is Sark Mealy. Close enough. I don't want any Mealy snark from you, G Men. Yeah, close enough for right now. <laughs> uh, we do the Mac to the Future live cast Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Uh, over there on the Books of Face, and we have a good time with it. Gaz, I think this is when I have to say that we're sorry. We are so very sorry yes, we are for sorry. inflicting sorry. Yeah, the MyMac.com podcast on so many people that have taken the time to download and listen. Yes. Not just download and Got this far, so listen. we're apologizing. Yeah. And we, we are very, very grateful on, and sorry. On, be- on behalf of your ears, we're sorry. <laughs> you, you will not get an eargasm from this show. No. Not going to happen. And on that note, Gaz, I think that we're we're probably good enough. Just about. Oh, we are definitely smart enough. We're definitely doggone. Yeah. And doggone it. Woof, woof. People that, and this is the only reasonable explanation, people like us. Liverpool, Ainley, Inc., Nine Hesht. E yet e do chess <laughs> gitax um draw mason hamagurich oh so nice <laughs> <laughs> U- udanalu harmer 
midday chits. Ooh, ch- careful. That'll do. I think that is definitely the end. Thanks for downloading and listening to the MyMac Podcast. You can also hear other great podcasts on the MyMac Podcasting Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Geekiest Show Ever, the Let's Talk Podcast, Essential Apple Podcast, and the Club PlayStation and Club Nintendo Podcasts. Which one shall I choose? I'll choose. You must be stressed out big time. I am stressed out big time. Are you sure it isn't time for a colorful metaphor? It will simply look like a computer malfunction. Exactly. A computer malfunction? Can we take a direct flight back to reality, or do we have to change planes in Denver? Oh, ungratefully! Good is dumb. Score here. You're mocking me, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> I. What you have done is wrong. <laughs> Yes, it is. Are you sure it isn't time for a colorful metaphor? There you go again, always blaming me for everything. And welcome, everyone, to the MyMac.com. I'm going to have to start again. My own voice is distracting me. And welcome, everyone, to the MyMac.com. I'm going to start that again because that sucked. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome, everyone, to the MyMac.com podcast, take three. Not one, not two, but three. Uh, we are here. <sighs> no, that's not going to be in the show. Why not? I don't know. I, I was. I started talking, then all of a sudden it was like. <sighs> Some days you just can't start a podcast. <laughs> Court again. Well, that was fun. Yeah. I'm not sure if we actually made any sense. I'm, sh- you know, I'm almost hoping that there'll be people that actually understand this stuff that will write in or call in or do something that says, you two have it all wrong, wrong, wrong. Then we can invite Mom. them on. Dad, it's evil. Don't touch it. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> what is that from? That's from uh, Time Bandits. Uh it doesn't sound like it's from because De- yeah yeah that's right at the very end of the movie and then his his parents of course touch it anyway and explode yeah, yeah. that yeah, has see? that has got like a really weird ending yes. so you know God basically leaves the kid in in the middle of nowhere his parents get blown up and everything gets reset back to normal except now this kid has no parents and he's standing there in the middle of a field. <laughs> Yeah, this is a bit weird. There you go again, always blaming me for everything. Yeah, that's right. That's what God said. (laughs) You're mocking me, aren't you? Did Did you enjoy the the um um the uh, Super Bowl? I did. I did, especially considering who won. (laughs) But I swear to God, right there at the now, have you seen the entire thing? Yes. Right there at the very end, when Philly went ahead. Mm-hmm. And Brady gets the ball back. He's got yeah. two minutes, which is yeah. with the Patriots. Uh, I won't even say with Brady, but with the Patriots, that's plenty of time. Yeah. And he's he's carving them up, going down the field. And I'm just sitting there going, God, I swear to God, I don't want to see the effing Patriots win another Super Bowl, at least especially not two in a row. 
And then I can't think of the name of the player from Philly that comes up, knocks the ball out of Brady's hand. And if yeah, you watch first, that, it's, it's if the you first, it's the and it's the first turnover, isn't it? It was the only turnover. Yeah. Well, actually, it was the it Philly was, had. Well, yeah, Philly had one that was kind of a freak uh, fluke thing where yeah, the ball was, got knocked was, up in the air. Yeah, that was that was the first one from. Um, uh, on the Nick, quarterback there, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but that one yeah. wasn't really on Nick Foles because, you know. No, no you're talking Brady now. The first no, one. well, I'm anyway. talking about I'm talking about the original interception that Philly did when they were close to scoring again in the first half. And yeah. the ball got knocked yeah, up yeah, into the that's air. That's the first hit on the quarterback. That's the first time they really got to Brady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And okay, so if, if you'll you notice, it, if you'll notice, even after the ball, it's like a second after the ball gets knocked out of his hand, I mean, he's not stupid. He swings his arm forward to try to make it seem like, oh, I was already starting to pass. So it should be an incomplete pass instead of a fumble. It's like, no, no, Tom. No, it was a fumble. You just fumbled your team's last chance to score. (laughs) You just lost your You just lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> Although he hadn't, because they still had a throw into the end zone. Yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, at that point it, it was, was it was struggling. They were struggling. Yeah, I d- I'm surprised it didn't take two shots at it. Because I, I was just, I, I thought, you, you know, you're going to have two goes at it, aren't you? Really? Yeah. Well, so, assuming assuming that there that see what, but but they lost a lot of time because he had to make a first down. So no, he, no, no, no. he yeah, did like a little went, dump pass. No, yeah, but he went he went to the side and they failed, didn't he? He went on and that took three or four seconds out. Oh, there okay. 14 You're right. seconds. You're right. And he could have. Anyway, I thought it was a good game. It was overall. Cr- yeah, I, I was I was freaking out. And at one point at when when uh, the Patriots went ahead that first time, I like tossed my hat that I was yeah, wearing at the yeah, time. And, that's and it. That's Tra- it. It's all over. I know. And Tracy was like, really, really, you don't give a crap about either one of these teams other than hating the Patriots. And you're going to be this upset that, you know, that the, the Patriots went ahead and it's like, don't, don't talk to me. I don't care. I hate everybody. 